Beyond Yacht Rock, Yachter and Yacht, Volume 100. Holy We did 100 Yachter and Yachts, and we won't do any more in Beyond Yacht Rock. This song's written in by... Wait, hold on. We'll do more of it. Only, only internet podcast that does Yacht Rock songs for you. Uh, we rate them Yatsky scale, 50 above Yacht Rock songs. Below that, not Yacht Rock songs, and Yacht Rock songs. My name is J.D. Riznar. I'm Hollywood Steve. Dave. Hunter. Hey, hey, we made the Yacht Rock songs. We made the term, so we get it, and we know, and only we know, and this is our podcast, and we're four dudes, and we're white guys. Okay. From Michigan. Uh, this only, only took 100 episodes for you to perfect it. <laughs> I got it right, finally. Wow. This is submitted by Clifton Cafeteria Stone, What a Fool Believes, by Kenneth Kenny Loggins. Uh, Clifton writes, I went to the surgical Yatsky scale to see how this version of What a Fool Believes scored. I didn't see it there. I felt like it would be a good time to try to uh, try the new submission vehicle, www.yatternyat.com backslash requests. Oh, that's nice that he wrote it in there. I had a satisfactory experience doing so. Thank you. Nothing but... Glowing reviews. Well, I wouldn't call that glowing, but I would say there haven't been any negative reviews. Pretty sweet. We got pretty sweet last week. Yeah, we got satisfactory this week. <laughs> it's, it's a- I think we almost have enough uh, enough feedback that we could do one of those uh, those commercials where we show what people, people used to do that. in black and white, and then show what happens when they use <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing with yeah, my hands, and I'm trying to submit shooting this. their computer with a shotgun. <laughs> Yeah, and then what happens when you use uh... I don't read my yarn yet. <laughs> they put their hands up. There's got to be a better way. And there is. There is. There's a better version of what a fool believes. Yeah, for we should. We should make funny videos. This first version of what a fool believes, the Loggins version, is from the Loggins 1978 album Night Watch. Will this tie the dubs version at a perfect 100? No. Or no. fall past Aretha Franklin's version, which scored 62.75 on the Oh, Oscars. I think it'll be in the middle. <laughs> uh, Great album cover, though. I think we've talked about that album cover many times. We did. It's, well, it's, it's worth bringing up again. We're, we're Kenny spying on himself. Yeah. <laughs> there's layers and layers of creepiness. Okay. Yeah, and on the back, there's no more beard. He doesn't have a beard anymore. What happened to the beard? This was recorded in New York City. New York City! Good bunch one. Of, bunch of yacht nobodies playing on the track, save for the fact that the record was produced by Bob James. I could tell by the lack of ambition of this recording, Loggins did not believe that, uh, what a fool believes would be a hit. And of course, that's what a fool believes, Kenny. That's what a fool believes. You, you know, I think there's some... I think... I don't know if he necessarily thought this wasn't going to be a hit, but I think he was like, there's no way Michael McDonald's going to do it like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to log it. I'm going to write it down on my log. Who's singing backup on that? That's actually, I've, I've always wanted to know who's doing backgrounds on this. But uh, I don't know if I found it. It should be there. Um, somewhere. Somewhere. But I don't feel like looking it up. I'm looking it up, so you guys keep talking. Okay. 
JD, you know how you just did the New York City bit from the old Pace Salsa mm -hmm. commercials? Mm -hmm. I've learned that there is a Pace University that is based in New York City. New York City? I know, right? It's crazy. Do you remember before... Um, you learned how to make factory salsas there? Sam's Club? It, I believe it, was, it started as a business school, so probably. Yeah. Before it was Sam's Club, there was either one just like it or maybe it changed their name, but they were called Pace. It's a big shopping club. Maybe that was Did just... Did they sell factory salsas? No, but I remember they gave out little free Frisbees that said Pace on them, and it was... I did a joke, like, it was like, yo, Pace. Like, instead of saying peace. Oh, right. Because yeah. I was 12, and I thought that was clever. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's clever. Thank you. Background might be George Sugarfoot Hawkins. Or might which, which George Hawkins? Sugarfoot. Oh, he's good. Or it might be... Mike... The, the, the Mike Hamilton. Michael Mike Hamilton, uh, who plays guitar, but those guys are also bassists. George Sugarfoot Hawkins was also a bassist. I don't know. I can't find anybody that's specific to background vocals. I like the uh, harpsichord-esque synth. So this, yeah. I, I still like this version, but it seems, so listening to it, it seems like it's a deconstructed version. Yeah, it's very skeletal compared to the Doobies version. It's like they, yeah, There's it's so like, much more ear candy in the Doobies arrangement. It's like they took the Doobies of one apart mm -hmm. and then deconstructed, if you will. And then didn't know how to put it back together. Yeah. So they just like laid it. Yeah, they've got like three screws and a few nuts and bolts that didn't fit back in. Don't worry, honey. I'll, I'll take apart this IKEA entertainment center for the movers. And the no, you better use the instructions. Ah, forget about that. I can do it. Instructions, that's what a fool needs. <laughs> because when you're listening to it, there's all these parts where you're like, oh, that's that part now. Oh, that's there's that instrument. Oh, there's that ba background vocal. Oh, there's that guy singing in the background there. Yeah. But they, there's no blending. They don't blend any of the stuff together. It's, it's just one thing after another it, that goes. It's, yeah, it's almost like it's composed out of samples woven together. Yes. Or, or performed on toy instruments. There's a, there's a uh, like Dave said, like a emptiness to it. A thinness. Like that, like... Yeah, that guitar like, is buried way down in the mix. But it's buried way down in the mix, but it starts the song. So it's the first thing you hear. So it's, oh, it's that part now, and then everything else, and when it's not its part, it's buried. And I don't know, it's just a weird, maybe, I think Kenny was figuring out what to do with jazz. Mm -hmm. He's like, we all get our own parts in this song. Instead of. 79. It kind of, the song kind of gives up too. Listen to the song give up. Fade it out fast, Bob. Yeah. Just fade it out fast. Especially with that open. Um, that open really shits on the closing. I'll give it a 70. At the end of the day, it is still what a fool believes. Yeah. Right. And it's not a... It's got some personnel. And it is unique. It's got Kenny Loggins on it. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned that. And he's definitely exploring the medium, which I always give... Uh, yeah, stretching out a little bit. Um... Searching the borders. Yeah, I'm going to give this a 75. 
This sounds like a song sung by a man who would get married in the nude. All of Logan's songs sound Yeah, like there's a lot of Laurel Canyon hippie stink on this. Yeah, I'll give it a 72. I can hear some recorder or some flute, some sort of high. Classic Kenny. Some high, he's doing some high winding. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> a good personnel joke for you big time fans of the show. That, JD, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. All right, we got a 74. We like to have fun. <laughs> we have a good time. That's Yacht Rock. This one's Peppermint Park by Paul Hart, written in by Eric Heelan. He writes, That all sounded made up. Yeah, they're pegging it right here. Uh, 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 this request is specifically for David. This no, 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 that's not how this works. This song kind of sucks. This is a British library music version of Peg that came out in 1981. It's got no personnel as instrumental, but it's of the era. It's literally just a stock version of Peg. No instrumental song could peg it more. Stock? Still yawning, yawn. Discogs? Link for the river. Okay. Uh, please be nice to me. Hashtag Eric. P.S. My voice sounds exactly like JD, so if you make fun of it, you're making fun of yourself. Oh! <laughs> he got me. Nailed. Okay. He got me. You got roasted, bro. Yeah, yeah. got roasted from what a... You roasted yourself. Man, that was like That's a... That's what really hurts. That was like a Shyamalan twist. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is David? Who's he talking about? I'm I not sure, know. unless he's confusing... The statue? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea that why... That statue with a huge dick? Dave Lyons would be particularly interested in this song, so he can't be talking about unless, Dave. Unless he's confusing our voices. Oh, he probably is. And yeah. thinks you're the one, and thinks I'm the one that talked about pegging it. Or maybe he saw that <laughs> video I put out. Well, listen, how, listen how much this pegs it. We'll start at the beginning. I've got a photograph of you. I keep it in my locker. Yeah, I'm definitely shifting mm-hmm. in my seat. This is your first time out. It's like a dream is out. But when you frown for the drawer, he must have liked you worse. Peg. Peg. Peg, I will go to me. Peg. This Peg, one. I Peg. will go to me. They should have titled, titled this Gap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Well, hold on. <laughs> we still got to figure out who he's talking, who, who this yeah. one is for. Do you, think it's some, do you think it's a, his buddy who listens to the Oh, I bet that's it. To the they, podcast? Yeah, he must have a guy who loves instrumental yacht rock songs. There's like three, maybe four people in the world that refer to me as David. Your mom? Yes, myself, my mom. IMDB? My, your, your, IMDB your, and my friend Cody. Your Twitter handle, David underscore B underscore Lions. Yeah, thanks for the plug. <laughs> All right. So this was released on a comp from a label called Bruton Music. Uh, the comp was called Sold Out, S-O-U-L-E-D Out. Seems like Paul Hart is a guy who made music at one point. Uh, his Discogs claims he had a buddy, he and his buddy Joe founded a music company called, um, called uh, Joe and Co., which his Discogs say came to be regarded as one of the foremost music production companies in the world. 
Their website says domain available, <laughs> and his Wikipedia page says he's a British footballer. Was it, the, I want to I wanna back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. The name of the album was Soul... Sold out. S it's a pun. S O U L E D. And the and the and the record company, the record was, company was was Brute on Golf or Brute Brute, Brute on Music Brute, like Brute like Dorf on Golf. Brute on Music like 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 Dorf on Golf. Brute on I, Music. I think I cracked the code here. Mm -hmm. Sold out. S O U L D O U B T is the name of a No Effects song. Maybe that's what he's oh. referring to, and that's why he's pegging me for this. Maybe. Boy. That, that guy's... That's, that's like some QAnon-level code. I mean, yeah, he's got to be way... <laughs> he's got to be way into my uh, my music collection he, to he know did, that. He did come up with that great prank to yeah. get me to make fun of myself. So yeah. this guy, he's working on several levels. You know what? Someone, uh, someone pranked me today. Who? Let's get him. I don't want to say who. <laughs> But they gave they uh, they got a new label machine, and I was drinking one of my delicious pomegranate heart seltzers, and they put a label on my uh, pomegranate heart, heart seltzer. And I said, "Hey, Dave, don't, don't it was me." Oh, <laughs> I said, oh. Dave, I said, Dave, don't look at the label, and I'm gonna take a picture. Just look really excited. I was like, okay. Took a picture, put it on Instagram on the Beyond Yacht Rock Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, what did that label say, Dave? Uh, Jimmy Buffett birthday fan fuel or something? Jimmy Buffett fan fuel. Because <laughs> it was a, a, a little wine spritzer, kind of in a can. <laughs> it's a good it's one. It's not a wine spritzer. It's, it's a hard got seltzer. Got no wine in it. Hard seltzer, yeah. Yeah. It's a little little cooler than a wine spritzer, <laughs> i Jimmy say. Buffett. For hating Jimmy Buffett, you love what Jimmy Buffett fans drink. <laughs> they drink margaritas. And this thing's in a t no, they don't. in a tall, skinny can. It's yeah. like a Virginia Slim of yeah of all. Yeah, you've come a long way, baby. It takes too long for the bartender to make margaritas. Thank goodness I have this hard spritzer. It's like it's the, like the Lacroix I love, but with booze in it. Used to be Zima and skinnier. It fits in my pocket. <laughs> All right, this song. When I'm trying to get into that Andy Kim show. And also, he loves Jimmy Buffett. Now, that's not true. This song here is um, a Yacht Rock song. Maybe. Not well, that is, I mean, that is it, the question. I'll give it a 51. It, yeah. uh, it's, it's gapping it. I'm not jazzed about it, but I will give it a... I mean, you know, it's production music, so there's not going to be like major fireworks going off. Did you here. give it a 55? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be pleasant background material. I'll go 60. Because why the fuck not? I like getting a couple more instrumentals on the boat. I have a little instrumental yacht rock bed before. Well, when the instrumentals stuff. come on at uh, Brody's pool party, what, what goes on? It's that, that part where the lifeguard uh, makes everybody get out of the pool so I can see if anybody drowned or shit in it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes barf. Yeah. <laughs> this is while this is sitting there, everybody's waiting to get back in the pool. <laughs> waiting for it to get perfectly still. Yeah. Lifeguards and Brody's helping them look around hey, the pool for Hey, hey, is that Jizz? Who gooped the pool? Uh, no, Jizz is not anything. Jizz is normal. Yeah, expect? that'll go through the filter no problem. Turd's going to clog it right up. Not mine. Mine couldn't clog a screen. <laughs> Steve, I'll give it a 58 for its polite ripoff of an actual Yacht Rock song. 
All right, we got a 50. I like, I like that polite. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, very polite. I'm not going to step on your toes. Yeah. I'm going to kind of sound like you, but I'll take a step back. But we're not going to show off or anything. Yeah, not like fucking Larry Carlton with his room 365. Jesus Christ. He's a shit. <laughs> All right. Dave, have you ever seen Larry Carlton's awesome uh, metal album cover? Speaking we, I mean, I know that Dave loves the album covers. I'll show you sometime. All right. Uh, 56. You're going to have a whole new respect for Larry Carlton. That's young. Next one written in by at Frog Lantern via our request. See, you put whatever name you want. He put his Twitter handle in instead of his real name. At Frog Lantern. He went to yadernyad.com backslash requests. Oh, he got it done. This is Ghost Ship by Blur. And he writes, Yes, that Blur. This track of theirs from 2015 took me by surprise. Perhaps some unfitting elements in there at first blush, but the more I listen to it, the more it feels like modern yacht. And who doesn't love hand claps? Yes, this is from 2015 Blur's album, The Magic Whip. Uh, Blur's lead singer, Damon Elbarn, was 10 years old when the Yacht Rock era kicked into gear. There's no personnel on this. Recorded in London or Hong Kong. No. Yeah, not even close. No. This is just a cool groove. It's fine. It's like more Chiba. It's just... Uh, 15. Ibiza Chill Out. Let's go just go to Ibiza and chill out. That's a different genre. Well, yeah, this... Uh does he talk about coconuts on this <laughs> anywhere? Because it's a little wacky, I have to say. The coconut to come and you crack it open. You drink all the juice and you crack it open. And you eat all the meat from a coconut. And you feel all wacky because it's such a butt. Hey, Dave. Okay, this is what you want to do for something cool while we're... Uh, Rhyme coconut with butt? About shit on this. Okay, look up Larry Carlton strikes twice. Dave puts that in. Let's distract Dave. <laughs> I'll give this. Needs Probably needs more coconuts. I didn't look up the lyrics. But this is definitely... A, maybe this ghost had a couple coconuts on that boat. Holy uh, shit! <laughs> Whoa! See, when you, you know when you tell that story about... Jesus! Stealing, this spying. is like, hey, my Ted Nugent album cover is a little too tame. This might, it might be the coolest uh, guitar uh, album, guitarist album cover He's of all time. He's even got the fucking Nugent guitar that looks like a Gretsch or something. So, so this is definitely, you know that story you tell about Steely Dan buying it thinking it was kind of metal? Yeah. Asia? This would have been the ultimate disappointment. <laughs> and it would have been legit. No, I think you get exactly the right idea of what kind of music you're going to hear <laughs> on that album. So let me see. Steve, so, Do you know how hard it is to get that photograph? So with two with two things of lightning hitting the ground at once. Larry, Carl, why don't you describe it first? Hold on, he's. Uh, are, were you about to describe, I was it? describe okay, it? Okay, describe yeah, it. You got, show it to me again. Yeah. I'm get it just right. You got long-haired Larry Carlton in his double denim. Well, and he's got his hair in bangs. He's in double denim. He looks like he looks like an uncle showing yeah. off a guitar. Yeah, like know halfway between an uncle and the dude on the Dutch boy paint can. Yeah. <laughs> he's about. He looks like he's doing a flying knee. Yeah. His his he's got a very tame guitar it doesn't have angles it's very round it looks like a it's a like, gretch 
It looks like a like a hollow body grudge. It's a hollow body it's a pretty grudge. Pretty sweet guitar so, though, to be honest. It's a cool guitar, but not the kind. There's two lightning bolts behind him, but it looks like he's been photoshopped in front of this picture. Uh, it just doesn't look cool at all. It looks <laughs> no, like, fuck you. It looks totally no, cool. No, it looks like somebody went to uh, like a like a JC Penny or like a look at the or look. Say, found somebody who did boudoir <laughs> photos and I like I want the rocket equivalent of a boudoir photo. Uh, you know exactly. What okay, but look at the. You know that's jazzy rock on that. You know it's you know it's kind of dorky. You can't quite pick out the the font on that Larry Carlton on it. It's a pretty it's a pretty rockin' font on there. Yeah, that could be Mountain. That could be Ram no, Jam. No, you need to look at this guy. He is not making any music like that. Not at all. This, listen, this guy is the first Dixon Dunham model. I gotta say. Yeah. And he's got his knee in front of what we want to see. He's. He's he's doing the old knee block of the gene meat. The <laughs> shame on him. Yeah, if that was a metal album. He'd have that gene meat flowing in the wind. I give this song a 15. This Blur song from a couple years ago. Dave, did you give this a, a number? Didn't you give it a 15? I also, did. I yeah. did. Um, Here, here's one point I'll make on the music. The pulse of this song. It's not a yacht, even though it's a chill out track. It's not a yacht groove. It's like a half-speed version of the James Brown funky drummer sample. Yeah. Like disguise, but it's the same kind of pulse as that as that track. I'll give this a 67 in the Wacky Coconuts scale, but it's an 11 in, in the Yachtsky scale. I thought if it didn't mention coconuts, it nullifies it. But no, absolutely okay. not. Okay. It was just the ones that I found were so on the nose. Yeah, they made the top 10. Steve's yawning. Sorry. I'll give it a 17. <laughs> Too much chill out. Too chill, guys. This guy needs a little Larry Carlton in his life. I gotta get some some lightning striking twice here to wake me up. Some high voltage jazz rock and roll. So, uh, 14.5. It is me. Aren't you glad I showed you that, Dave? Yeah, it's really good. Got, getting some Corey Hart into the podcast. Uh, Corey Hart, she's got the radio written in by Nathan Shawbits. There's Nawbits like Shawbits. Mm-hmm. There's Nawbits and I like Shawbits. You guys talking about, talking about Norbit? Nope. You wanna, do you want to? Nope. Got us a medal for you off Corey Hart's 1983 album, First Offense. She's got the radio. It says, no. she, it says she got she the radio. She got the radio. No staff of note, but hey, has a bouncy bounce. Pretty vicey, and maybe yachty contribution, maybe a yachty contribution from an otherwise electric, electronic synth pop album. Thanks for checking it out. There's no personnel on here. Corey Hart is a fox, and the producer of this album, John Astley, is not related to Rick Astley. Boo. Okay. Why not? I know. Really disappointed me, and I dug deep to find out, find that fact. Maybe he just didn't go back far enough. No, on his Wikipedia page, I didn't dig that deep. I went to I went to John Astley's Wikipedia page, and it says he is not related to Rick Astley. Uh, this sounds like a police song if they forgot how to play their instruments. <laughs> yeah. This part, not so much, but wait till he gets to that. The, this, probably this part. Um, I've only heard one song off this album. But I have to assume this isn't his last offense. <laughs> hey oh 
Roxanne, why you got to put on sunglasses at night? You can't see where you're going. You'll stumble and get a fright. This is sort of like when Bruno Mars sounds like the police sometimes and then like cameo sometimes. Wow, that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah, you know that guy that sometimes sounds like cameo? You mean cameo? Word up. I get, I get this question. It's actually coming surprisingly yeah, close to you. It's like a it's like a weird hybrid. It's mm-hmm. like it's like when as it moves from section to section, mm-hmm. it it skips around genre wise at the same time. I give this a fifteen. A fifteen? You know how when you step on 15? a you step on an analog scale and it keeps flipping around and around as it tries yeah, to find yeah. the number? That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That's what's going on with me. No, this is this is I might go high twenties, maybe. Such a nice bounce that that um, acoustic piano that's very what a fool believes. I feel like I feel like they're borrowing it from Hollow Notes for some reason. I got mm-hmm. a very Kiss on my list vibe. Oh, yeah, from last yeah, yeah I've got a little bit of that there. Did I'll we just put Kiss on my list on the boat? Just barely. Yeah. I'll go 31. 35. This is some 80s. Like this is like full this on. Is, this is Corey Hart 80s. This is yeah. This is like listening to 80s. Also pop called radio, Corey like, Hart. Oh, which <laughs> what's on what's on new wave radio right now? Let's put some hollow notes in there. Let's put some police in there. Let's sprinkle it all in. Uh, I'll, I'll give it. I'll, I'll go. I'll go 30. Uh, 27.75. That is Nyat Yacht Rock. Next one. This is a good one to Yatsky. I feel like this is mistaken a lot. Ebony Eyes by Bob Welch, or maybe everybody's right. This is written in by Dennis Tennis Baloney Mahoney. Hey, that must be a nickname we gave him. Yeah, Hunter, that might be my favorite nickname you've given anyone. Which one? Dennis Mahoney is Tennis Baloney. I don't think that. I think I gave him that one. I don't think that was me. That sounds too good for you. Well, no, I came up with a good formula for him. Huh. Like they, they can't How'd all you be. Do it, JD. Well, I rhymed tennis with Dennis and baloney with Mahoney. They, they can't. Uh. They can, maybe it was me, but they can't all be Ryan Vampire Batty. <laughs> oh no! Uh. <laughs> or, or here's my dog Pettit. Uh. All right, Brad. Here's my dog Pettit. I love that again. All right, yeah, That's a good one. Heard this. On the Sirius XM Yacht Rock channel, my hopes are not high, but I kind of hope that this gets gets in based on the pure awesomeness of the song and the super awesomeness of the video. I always thought that it was called Your Eyes, and that was performed by Steve Miller, but it turns out I am just dumb. All right. Kind of uh, loud there, pretty, Tennis Baloney. Pretty aggressive baloney. You there, Tennis Baloney. I know. Maybe that was mine. <laughs> I think it was. Um, this is from Bob Welch. I Welch's. also like fuzzy muscles. That's a good one, too. This is from Bob Welch's 1977 album, French Kiss. Uh, Bob Welch, kind of a freak Fleetwood Mac guy. Not a Yacht Rock guy. Fleetwood Mac's uh, all over his song, Sentimental Lady. Soft uh, rock classic. And with uh, lyrics like... 
Well, have you seen that girl in the corner? I'd like to take her out of her chains. In a song with the word ebony, a word really only used to describe women when the intent is to sexualize black women. I'd like to say... Wait, 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 wait. You know, there's a magazine called Ebony, and it's not a porn magazine. <laughs> well, not the way you use it. But now, if you were to Not look, with that attitude, Steve. If you were to look at a woman <laughs> and go, look at those ebony eyes. I'm mean, talking about, like, to describe... I mean, he is sexualizing this woman. Right, in this case, yes. Right. Well... That point, I'm challenging your generalization about the word, however. Right. Okay. Because we look, we've all been on porn sites. Yes. And listen. No. I, this is not. I'm just kind of like calling attention to the old-fashioned racial and misogynistic undertones in this song. Sure. 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 And this we is, all know Ivory that's not, that's describes not, a man's giant tusk. <laughs> Good album. Yeah. What? When, okay, yeah, when are porn sites going to start referring to, to white chicks as ivory? I know. I've, well, when there's... Well, that's the thing. You're watching porn in, in the United States. you got to go other places. Oh, do they call it ivory in other places? I would assume. It's like why all the local girls turn off their, their video cams here. you got to go to Russia to see the American girls, if you know what I mean. Um, I have no idea what's going I, on in this song. I'm trying to make a joke about it, but I don't even know what to do with what Dave just did. Uh, Dave wants to talk about porn. <laughs> I, w- I s- listen. I'm I, they f- so do you. Even, I know, but even with the offense I took to this song, I'm st- I still am going to be googling. Ebony. I think you made up a story gonna, in your I'm head. Google Ebony milfs because uh, that's the only thing <laughs> the internet will let me do to see the porn I want to see on the times I want to see Ebony milfs. And that's the last word. Should we score this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything else to share? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I think you got everything out about the song. It is a has racist and misogynistic <laughs> undertones. All right. From the 70s? Weird. Let's all give him a clap. I would not be surprised if you outed it. You, you finally, you finally somebody, outed this somebody, song. Somebody really, stood up to rock and really, roll. You're really white knighting it there, or as we should say now, ivory knighting it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this Nubian the, queen the, is the ivory, 14 years old. The ivory you finally took are down a Bob Welch. Of the, clan. <laughs> the what? I'd imagine the ivory knights are a faction of the clan somewhere in Pennsylvania or Ohio. They're already knights, according to them. The no, it's appar- like, like apparently, uh, apparently, you uh, to get ivory knights, you need uh, two copies of regular ivory knight uh, by defe- defeating the chess event in Hearthstone. Oh, yeah, pretty cool. That's a good googling there, Hunter. Yep, it's the paladin card, apparently. Wow, impressive. Let's see. Well, good. I'm glad I didn't accidentally just say something racist. <laughs> I'm sure I did. Yeah, we're probably all skirting around those lines with this whole conversation. Don't know why I had to go there, but I just felt like these songs—they don't write them anymore. This terminology. Well, apparently the Ebony Knights are the most explicit uh, gay black porn site on the net. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now I'm, it's, it's now I'm gonna do some googling. <laughs> you know what this sounds like? It sounds it sounds like sort of a 
not quite Barry Manilow, but like like kind of New York, kind of Broadway style soft rock, mm-hmm. except sung by a guy who does not have a voice for the theater. It also sounds like a like a Gary Wright song. I thought it sounded like a little ELO-ish. Yeah, I hear the ELO. Yeah, yeah, I hear the ELO. Yeah, it's ELO trying to do Broadway, which is weird because so okay so is, is there a song called Black Eyed Lady? Sexy lady, black eyed lady. That's oh, green eyed lady. Green eyed lady. Ow. You're thinking of the black eyed peas. Right, I'm thinking of a woman that got hit. Mm. Okay, so well, I want to talk about. When you hear black eyed lady, mm-hmm. that's what, like, okay, I've known, I've known a girl or two with, like, really dark black eyes. But you can't say black eyed lady mm-hmm. because it sounds like black guy. No, it sounds like somebody's got a black eye. <sighs> Did I make it worse or better? Well, <laughs> it's, it's much worse. Well, much you- worse, but but way after the time it was appropriate to to make it worse, which have, was 1977. Have you seen the girl in the corner? I'd like to take her out of her chains. All right, that's so a lyric right in the song. there, right there. That's a lyric in the song. Bob so Welch, you is it BDSM? Or is it uh, like talking about slavery? I don't know. Okay, the, here's the interesting about this song. It sounds more like an ELO song, um, yeah, even though he was you, even though he was in Fleetwood Mac. You would think it would sound like a Fleetwood Mac song. It doesn't sound like it at all. No, and, it's good. And the entire <laughs> the entire album is it has Fleetwood Mac personnel on there, specifically number one, which is I think is. Is basically a Fleetwood Mac song. Sentimental Lady is pretty much, I think, the only one with a Fleetwood Mac presence. Yes. Yeah. They're, but they're, but they all play on. I, I just said the album. I don't think they're on this song. Like the album credits, like every Fleetwood Mac. It member, just says one. It says A one. They all yeah. worked on the first song. But but they still, you know, contributed to the album. And then it was the rest was just Bob Welch solo. You would think that the rest of the album would sound a little bit like Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yeah. This is, is it, yeah, this does feel like Steve Miller, and it also feels like, like, uh, uh, maybe this why, why he wasn't in the band who anymore. Does, who does fool the fog hat? It sounds like a fog hat, kind of dirty, down a dirty classic. And not as dirty as fog hat, but I understand what you're saying about it. Um, more bad company than fog hat. I, I, there's still some elements of Yacht Rock, so I'll give it a, a, a 31. 25. I'll give it a, a 12. I don't hear anything. Steve's thinking. 26. 23.5. That is Nyat Yacht Rock. This is a good one. And we're uh, wrapping up Beyond Yacht Rock, Yacht and Yachts with The Dragon by the Grand Theft All-Star Band, submitted by Adam Paperkin. And Adam writes, Hey everyone, it's the boy that brought Brenda Russell aboard all those episodes ago. The Paperkin. I want to know the score for Ricky Steamboat's entrance theme from the 1992 WCW uh, Slam Jam 1 album. Most of the songs were pastiches, but this one is going to be... Going for a Steely Dan solo fagin homage. Though the lyrics are very stupid, it's clearly a wrestle rock tune. But does it belong with such novelty yacht as McGruff and Richard Simmons? Also, fun bit of a... I gotta get this pun right. 
Also, fun bit of Kiaten to it. Sound it out. God damn it. Kiat Kiaten continuity. Kiatinuity. <laughs> fun bit of Kiatinuity. Ricky Steamboat suffered an almost identical larynx-breaking injury by Randy Savage, as Michael McDonald did to by Glenn Fry and Don Henley, which led to one of the greatest bouts of all time at WrestleMania 3. It's true. Wow. So I, I searched a lot on the internet for this song and this album, and uh, according to episode 37 of a podcast called Music of the Mat... This is the first album composed entirely of wrestling themes. Interesting. Interesting. From 1992. You know, I don't know if I brought it up in a couple episodes, but my friend Tony Thaxton mm-hmm. does this podcast called uh, Bizarre Albums. His first podcast was about the wrestling album. And this, he, this is not the wrestling album. No, I know. Because the wrestling album was 85, and I think Piledriver was 87. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't listened to Bizarre Albums with Tony Thaxton, you really should. Hey, David, meet Tony Thaxton. He's $5. Thanks for doing a plug. All right. I know you don't like my podcast, but I know you like $5. The next episode that he's doing, D.D. King. I love it. I love it. The D.D. Ramon rap album. I got real good takes on it. You're going to love it. Here's another five. Which, if you remember, my wedding invitation had a D.D. King song on it. I think you've already said this on the podcast. I think I brought up my wedding invitation. I think we've said times. everything a few times on this podcast. <laughs> I used to be the. I think I was the last one to be able to hold on to what we've already mentioned before, and now I can't. I have no idea. No. I'm good. I remember everything you said. Oh, cool. And if I have any doubts, I at least preference what I say with. Perhaps we've mentioned this before. But I would like to share it again. Yeah. Like, for instance, I don't know if I've ever brought it up, but I think the Hartford Yacht Goats do a really good job. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Uh, this is, so this is wrestling entrance music? Is this? Yeah, okay, so so I know, well, first off, this is... me want to fight. This has a, is it, has a very Bobby Caldwell yeah. thing here. Yeah, I could certainly hear that. Anyone with half a fucking brain can hear that, Hunter. But I always r- remember Ricky Steamboat's theme is uh, Serious by Alan Parsons Project, mm-hmm. which was famously used as the Bulls' entrance theme. The Bulls or the British Bulldogs? What? No, what? The Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Sorry, Michael I thought we were still on. The, the, yeah, the, Those are real names. And it, so the 90s, the 90s Bulls c- came out to to Ricky Steamboat's theme, which was the Alan Parson Project series. But that was in the WWF at the mm-hmm. time, and I think I don't think they carried that over to the WCW. This is when he was in WCW, his golden era. era. This is serious. Sounds, sounds like Steinman. No, it's not. When does it kick in? This is not... It's not the right one or something. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, though. Maybe we should keep listening to I mean, that is it. serious by Alan Parsons' project off Eye in the Sky, but anyway. Uh, Maybe it's a diff- different version. I mean... This is pretty stinking close. Listen toward the end. Such a face. This guy's a good guy. He's doing the best he can. 
So this, this is, it's such a weird song because it's so on the nose and WCW had a lot of theme songs that were so on the nose. Two on the nose if you ask me and this definitely could have been another, probably another uh, wrestling themed uh, episode of songs that are so on the nose. This is like plot rock. Yeah. For, 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 for Yeah, yeah, this is a character description rock. Yeah, he's a good dude. Noah Kid made Marty McFly. He wears a vest all of the time. He's a friend with a doctor. Got a parents who are nerds. He wants to get a big truck to go camping with his girl. He has a Marty McFly back to the future boy. That's pretty good. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think I think you even rhymed that, didn't you? Sure Rhyme? did, Steve. Yeah. Nice work. I learned it from my daughter. Lady Junior's a very clever rhymer. Yeah. Very good freelancer. She really is. I have Free- to style her. Mm-hmm. She's a, a freelancer. Scat- yeah. Scatter. <laughs> um, Here's the. Family man. Jeez. Okay, what? Why not put this on the boat? These are almost Kinks lyrics until you get to, to the part about how he's a wrestler. I just like how he says the yaddiest way you could say Ricky Steamboat the Dragon. Yeah. Ricky Steamboat the Dragon. Because this, this sounds a little bit like the theme song to Big Trouble in Little China. It is dragon themes, yeah. You know, it gets close, but this is such a simple piece of shit song. Uh, once, no again, once again, let me go back to the drum beat. And how fucking simple and basic it is. Yeah. Got some changes there, though. Yeah, this I one. like this part. We didn't talk about this. He says, <laughs> he says, I'm not saying the women don't fall over him, fall all over him, but he don't give in. <laughs> Go back. I want to hear that again because I didn't. I think it's, it's when he goes into the break. Because he's a fam- family man, right? Yeah. He's the anti-Bob Welch. Yeah, he's a family man. He don't give in. Listen, he's desirable. I'm, I've never heard a more funky song about how somebody's kind of boring in a straight arrow. And definitely, that's definitely his character. Uh-huh. The most interesting thing part of him is that he's uh, the dragon. Yeah, why is he the dragon? Uh, if, if the rest of this is like his persona. I want to say he's... I think his real name is, is Young Blood, but he looks... I think he's part Asian... And so, and he kind of... Oh, so it's kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like Bruce Lee, the, the, the drag, entered the dragon. I think it had, he did, he had, he had a sort of his, his image was kind of a martial, martial artist in, in okay. a way. But I think he's... Uh, look, his, 
His yes. last name's Youngblood. No, his name is Richard Henry Blood. Oh, Blood. Yeah. What a great wrestling Yeah, name. you're, you're worried about Dick Blood? Yeah, his name's Dick Blood. Yeah. <laughs> there's your fucking persona right there. What's, yeah, there's your fucking family. headline. Listen, but Dick Blood would give in to all the women. No, he wouldn't. How will I like his dick is like bloody and raw? Like he can't fuck that. Dick way. blood is an erection. I don't know. It depends how you read it. I read it as a fucking disaster. His family man's been married four times, so he really does like. He likes making families. And making families. So his so his mother is uh, Japanese. Okay, that's that's why. So really, this is city pop. Sure. 37. <laughs> in the in the W when he so 41, he, 41. So so 37 41. So in uh so this you is just when, always got to be a little bit better than me, huh, JD? Just a little. That's fine. I've earned it. So in uh so this is when he was in WCW when he went back to the WWF right after this. Um, because his nickname was the Dragon, that became his like full persona instead of yeah. Just, like, they kind of lost the steamboat part. But he so they like, he had to dress up as a dragon. <laughs> he had like he had like wing, wings. You know that historically how dragons look. That's what he had to look like. Sure. And Which is more of a Chinese thing than a Japanese thing. Yeah, I think every culture has a type of dragon in it. But, every uh, country has a monster. Ours is Jeffrey Epstein, R.I.P. No. <laughs> Best thing about Jeffrey Epstein? He killed that monster, Jeffrey Epstein. No, he didn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was Bill Clinton. I'll give this a... That there is a fucking long line of people that... 40. Yeah, there's at least 100 rich, powerful dudes who... Yeah, we're talking about, motive. like... We're talking about even the ones we do know are royalty. Yeah, exactly. The ones we don't know are probably the same people that killed journalists. Right, like Michael Hastings. Yeah, he killed a lot of journalists. Yeah. No, Michael Hastings was a journalist who was killed. No, you heard me wrong. He got killed for killing journalists. Yeah. He was a journalist who would kill journalists so so he could write stories about dead journalists. Somebody stopped him. I mean, you know, he was kind of bored. Oh, I was tired of writing about the uh, street beat. And then he killed a journalist. And I, journalist killed. And it felt good. And he kept doing it. And then somebody went, hey, what? a second. That journalist is killing journalists. Let's kill that journalist. That's how the story went. What's, what are we talking about? Talking about that guy, the journalist. This, uh, this episode. We're running on your joke. 100 episodes. 100. It sounded like you were describing the plot of a movie and that I had missed the transition. No, I was taking your premise that there and was a journalist who was killed. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I made it pretend I, that that journalist was killing other journalists. Yeah, and I said... And that's why he, that's oh, why he named, was killed. You named a journalist, and I said he killed other journalists. I mean, there's JD so and many I were, movies I haven't seen. Well, I listen, thought I when it. I heard Hastings, it made me think of Apparently. pudding. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's the most I've thought of pudding uh, ever on our... On any episodes, the even even some of Steve's episodes. Yeah. You thinking of the Hasty Pudding Theater? Oh, that's it. Hasty. Hasty. Well, regardless. Did Nemo Phillips do a live album from the Hasty Pudding Theater? 
Regardless, I'm hung. Comedy? I'm hungry. I don't know. I don't know. That's not. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I'm hungry too. I'm gonna go to the York. All right. A- anybody at home? If you want to go to the York, that's well. Be- I was there two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> um, Steve, you're the only one. Fifty-two. Who- there we go. Whoa, fifty-two. Put it on the boat, just barely. God bless him. God bless this 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 lovely human being across from me right now. We we got a forty-two point five. Nope. Hey, before we end, okay. we have a special treat. Tony Zaret has asked us to uh, Yatsky Lost Sailor. To Yatsky what? Uh, Lost Sailor by the Grateful Dead. Yeah, not doing it, not doing it. He'll have other chances. We this will be. Uh, we'll find other ways to do Yarn Yachts. People don't worry about it. It's the last Yarn Yacht. We're from Beyond Yacht Rock is all over. Tony, gotta wait for whatever comes next to get that one in. And gotta use the system to go to yarnyacht.com backslash requests and fill out that form there. No special treats for anybody. What? How do you get to uh, Yacht and Yacht? What? How do you get there? Practice. Yep, practice. <laughs> go to Yacht and Yacht. Go and send your Yacht and Yacht questions via Twitter. You listen. No, you no, literally no. just told us not. <laughs> Don't go to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> other questions. Other questions that they have for us. Listen. Uh, thanks to Patrickology, Samuel J. Hill, Matt Bird. Ocean City Defender for the wonderful theme. Matt Brousseau, thank you so much. Uh, join us next week for the final episode of Beyond Yacht Rock. Episode 100. Hope you like being let down. I hope you love being let down.